Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Pooh Richardson, Blue Edwards, Joey Devine, Byron Irvin, Kenny Battle, Sean Keane, Haywood Workman, Sherman Douglas, The General, Special guest, Corman A. Smith. Patreons, Andrew Keefe. Thank you, Andrew. Nick Banizak. Thank you, Nick. Chris Burton. Thank you, Chris. Musical guest, Fine Young Cannibals. And now, the temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, Joey Devine! Hi! It's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, and we are back with another brand new episode. I'm here, as always, with my good friend, my co-host, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, and we have a special guest today, too. Uh, the editor of roundballrock.net, the host of the quarantine cast... You might have read him at uh, the Daily Beast, Vice Sports, Deadspin, uh-huh. Willamette Week. <laughs> we have Big Corbs himself, Corbin A. Smith. You know, that was technically right. That was technically a correct pronunciation of Willamette, but it it, it felt wrong in spirit for some I, I reason. I mean, it was, I did it on purpose because uh, everyone yeah. got mad at me for mispronouncing it before. You said Willamette, right? I said Probably. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what? They got mad at you? Did like, I get mad at you? You got that mad at me, That city's named sure. after uh, the guy from the Black Eyed Peas, right? <laughs> oh, huh. Good one. Um, <laughs> wow. Upset. What was the What was the Fine Young Cannibals song? 
She, uh, drives, she drives me, me crazy. crazy. That one. Huh. Or or good thing. Good thing. I don't. I don't. Where know. have you got on? Good well, you thing. were like you were like six years old when it. No, not yeah, even but, six years old. Yeah, you were like born like, that year. From the ages of like ten to fourteen, I listened to like a lot of a lot of that kind of radio. Oh, what kind? Right. What are you talking about here? Like, uh, like, uh, like, like the sort of peak of the Alanis Morissette movement. No, that, Fine Young Cannibals is like the year you're born. Yeah, 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 no, 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 yeah, yeah. But, but in that radio format, they would play She Drives Me Crazy. Oh, that makes Things sense. of that nature. It sure. is a real, uh, it is a real in-between innings at a baseball game-ass song. Man, it might even be like sub that. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Because I know, hey, it, you know. Guys, I I don't mean to. I don't mean to. I have a little bit of breaking news. Oh. Um, trailing in crunch time, Chris Paul got a stupid technical foul. That almost never happens, guys. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? I'm gonna take Chris Paul's side on this one. These refs need to act like fucking grown ups, and like just clear. let and just let that one go. There's too much at stake. I, I'm just, I'm just saying he like he, he gets could, like he could be he like, gets the gonna, emotion. Like he, I genuinely believe that Chris Paul could sh- could walk up to a ref and say, "I'm gonna fuck your mother," and they should just have to eat it in in a in a in a high leverage clutch time situation. I'm sorry because he's a one time conference finalist. Is that no, no, because any because any any player, I would I would give this privilege to. To Nick Young, I is there, are there other bad players? I can't think. Or uh, Myers Leonard could do this, and I'd say, yeah, well, I you know, you know, maybe uh, maybe after the game, the, you go up to him and you say, hey, man, don't, oh, don't tell me you're gonna fuck my mother. But you just you, you there's too much at stake. You just gotta let it go. Uh, just some business uh, off the top. Take. Uh, at Round Rock Pod on Twitter, Round Rock Pod at gmail.com, patreon.com slash Round Rock Pod, where you can hear the uh, cast of this podcast read George Carl's book, which uh, I got some, uh, some, some news for you this week. Uh, he was real mean to his son. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> I, the stuff about his son. Really brutal. It's rough. I don't know how we're gonna make fun of it. <laughs> I will say the the upside is that he is also mean to Paul Pierce. So yeah, George yeah. Carl is oh, yeah, a total yeah. monster. Oh my goodness! Yeah, like a lot of those guys. I was like, hey, come on, George Carl, be nicer to Ron Artest. But I mean, Paul Pierce, like, come on. Um, t-shirts. You can buy t-shirts at our store on the link in the description. Call us on the phone. Uh, at the number in the description. Five star reviews on iTunes. That's all I got. Um, before we this start fighting about Ground Chris Paul, Ball Rock again, news. Uh, we do need to Basketball talk about Chris Paul here. Uh, for let's humans go to some and news. robots. Trust the process. Ground Ball Rock news. I actually have a drop. Though Corbs, remember you've heard the show right before, right? That was oh, I pretty thought good though, Corbin. I thought you did it, I Joe. You're you recording it. that. We can use that in the future. I thought you did. Do it you wave your license to that. <laughs> Basketball news for humans and robots. Like, listen, I fucking did this. Um. All right, we haven't talked about it. Um, Sean, 
Do you want to run us through what happened since we last had a podcast? Oh, yeah, this is good. Well, we we obviously um, the robot walked out of our podcast last week and we support him fully. But that's why we've waited to podcast again. Uh, The players walked out of the games. Uh, Obviously, I'm supposed to say that this is a wildcat strike, Mm -hmm. which everyone everyone tweeted. Actually, that's a wildcat strike like. Like, they didn't just learn it 15 minutes before tweeting it. Um, Anyway, uh, so the police in, if you have been living under a rock and don't know about this, uh, the police in Kenosha, Wisconsin, shot an unarmed man, Jacob Blake, seven times in the back. And uh, as a result of that and some of the subsequent protests about it, the Bucks decided not to take the court on Wednesday for Game Five against Orlando, which was then, sick as fuck. I just want to yeah, say that was great. That uh, was great. Yeah, very tight. Led by George Hill, who let's just follow up. He was he was not out for the anthem in uh, Game Five, but he he. Why was that, Joey? Because he was taking a quote, taking a shit. Unquote. Yes, his his pregame ritual <laughs> of taking a shit. Uh, which he did did instead of saluting the flag. Did he really say that it was his pregame ritual? Yeah, he did, yeah. I hope you don't mind me saying, George Hill is a regular motherfucker. Yeah, George Hill fucking rules, dude. (laughs) George Hill Hill is is taking fiber at specific times every day so that he could sync up the perfect pregame shit. He is like a reverse Ray Allen. With Ray Allen, something goes in at a designated time before every game. And with George Hill, he's a producer. Um, okay, so that happened, and the Orlando Magic refused to take the forfeit. My question, would they have accepted the forfeit if Jonathan Isaac had not been out with an injury? <laughs> I mean, I'm you know, I'm pretty sure they still would, but there would have been like a there would have been like a 20 minute period where they were all trying to be like, John, we obviously can't take the forfeit here. And John would be like, well, I don't know guys. Uh, (laughs) It's like, uh, you know, this is the rules of the game. Do so. We already warmed up. So, uh, I mean, look, uh, look, uh, this world is, uh, dictated by rules. If you ask me. Yeah, they would have. The Bucks would have come in, and George Hill would have explained very calmly what was happening in the background. You would have heard like a phone dialing, and hello, Clay. <laughs> it's John. <laughs> we uh, there's something to miss going on here. We need uh, we need okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, we need OTC on this case. Um, okay, so so one thing that happened was uh, before they even left the locker room. So they they agreed they canceled the game. Um, and in the locker room, before they even left, the Bucks got to talk to the lieutenant governor of the state of Wisconsin. And, and the attorney got, general. And yeah. the attorney general. Yeah. And got the governor of Wisconsin to call a special session of the state legislature to vote on a package of legislation uh, that had some police reform stuff. The legislature had not met since April. Uh, that meeting happened today. Oh, gee, Joey, the legislature long- in Wisconsin hasn't met since April? They have not met since April. Jeez, uh, so this special session lasted 30 seconds. Fuck. And the Republicans, uh, it's not clear if anyone actually showed, but they 
they uh, they that whatever whatever version of a walkout happens. That's how long it happened. They did and not. And that vote is a wildcat strike. That's um, a wildcat right. strike <laughs> by the Republican Party. Scott Walker led it. Uh, uh, no, fueled seriously. by the Bradley Foundation. Uh, yeah. We're making too many jokes about this. Real quick, I just want to. We need to be very clear. Uh, this was a very brave thing by the Bucks. Uh, very tight. And um, fuck the fuck all governments, basically for not. Uh, wow, we are. I'm anti. Oh, right. I'm anti all government. No, um, but fuck them for not uh, actually doing that. Like that fucking sucks. Um, well, I mean, I mean, I, I will say, good for the governor for calling that special session. Yeah. It was. It was really the uh, coke backed um, Republican government, Republican yeah, yeah. legislature of of Wisconsin. So yeah. I'm not 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 you know, the, the same problem that happens all over the country because of. Uh, because of how all of our electoral borders are, yeah. This up. this rules. also happened with the, uh, I yeah. love America. It's, um, it's a great place with a real democracy in every state. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so this uh, happens. The Bucks do a very brave and somewhat spontaneous thing, right? It Sean? feels like it, it. It feels like they really did uh, talk. I mean, it does seem like it just kind of happened. Yeah, Malika um, Andrews reported that the Bucks didn't even know they were uh, half the Bucks team actually warmed up. They didn't even right. realize they were going to do that until I don't it happened. I, yeah, I don't think they necessarily met. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't, I don't know if they were even practicing on Tuesday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like there's a, there's a day off anyway. Um, so later, um, the players decided they were they were walking out for the Rockets Thunder game and the Lakers Blazers game. Although the NBA said that the games were postponed. Yeah. So they, they got behind it very quickly. That was the uh, start Silver, of uh, something. Let's just say something being amiss here. Uh, uh, well, Adam Silver got on the horn with his good friend, Jared Kushner, and they talked messaging. Yeah. So, so and um, then immediately uh, the players sit out in solidarity with the Bucks. Then yes. other sports players start sitting out in solidarity with the Bucks. Yeah, there were three baseball games were canceled. Uh, the WNBA, who we have to credit for for leading the way on this, right? Yeah, so isn't that what everybody has tweeted this week? So the NBA claims the games are postpo- postponed, and then owners start tweet, including the Devoses. Start yeah, tweet, I have that statement. Start tweeting it. out yeah. statements about how they stand with the players. Um, yeah, and then and then uh, reactionary Twitter starts tweeting about how what could those owners even do? I don't even know what those players. Yeah, that are is, asking that for. was such a weird. That was such a weird dumbass thing that they that some people were saying not chris even Manic, some pe- specifically it was chris yeah I, I was like why are we protecting chris I don't know why I'm like chris Mannix, <laughs> our friend there, you know what there was, another, there was another guy who i was zeroing in on and it was just like do you know like how society works dude like like do you the do you owner of the that? magic literally is in the trump is in yeah. trump's cabinet <laughs> what yeah, could they do yeah, I mean the other thing is that like, can can you please read the Devosa statement real quick? Uh, yeah, hang on just a second. Uh, hold on. This statement is 
where is this statement? Sorry. It's very short, but it's it's very annoying because of who it comes from. It's also it they vague they vagarize what the yeah. uh the players yeah. are protesting. Uh, today we stand united with the NBA office, the National Basketball Players Association, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the rest of the league condemning bigotry, racial injustice, and the unwarranted use of violence by police against people of color. Yeah, I'm going to say that unwarranted so, gives yeah. them a real trap door. Uh, a lot of leverage. And I don't know if the listeners probably know this because this is the this is the official podcast of... Uh, being uh, paranoid about NBA owners, but um, but like Eric Prince is in the DeVos uh-huh. family. Yeah, he made his initial fortune on uh, Blackwater. Uh, you know, uh, sort of a uh, private contract killers who has uh, shot up people in Iraq at whims. And uh, after he divested himself from that business, he uh, he began investing in um. Uh, how do I say this? Uh, mineral extraction in Africa. Oh God! Mm-hmm. Which is to say, uh, the one thing that could conceivably become even more barbarous than um, operating Blackwater. And so, uh-huh. I, there's just something about people who they're like, "Oh, we're getting the family together for Christmas." Oh, Eric's going to be here, uh, saying that they stand with. Uh, ethical policing and uh you know any you know i don't know anything that isn't a barbarous cruelty mm-hmm. uh, yeah and it's while, like, i bet he's like sending mercenaries to kenosha wisconsin secretly oh too. for sure okay. yeah oh yeah yeah it, yeah. Uh, yeah, so and then the, so I guess the conflict was some players were annoyed that the Bucks didn't tell anyone or the Players Association. Well, their then plans. Which, we got to time yeah. this out. So then there's going to be a meeting. Oh, and first off, we sh- while we're calling out uh, Chris Mannix, I would also like to call out uh, all the craven access creeps who claim to be newsbreakers in the NBA who like immediately just oh, ran yeah. with the NBA's, yeah, they postponed the games statement. Like, every This league. <laughs> yeah, everything was like, this league, so great, postponing the games. Um, uh, Steve Ballmer also had a uh, statement. Do you remember this, uh, Sean? Did you read uh, Steve Ballmer's they... tweet thread? Steve Ballmer uh, tweeted. He hadn't tweeted in, like, years. Um, oh no, I take it back. He tweeted when George Floyd got murdered too. So he only tweets about, um, uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, I guess, even though, which we'll get to that after I read his statement. I am angry over the shooting of a black man. Hashtag Jacob Blake at Doc Rivers and the Bucks players said it well. We need real police accountability. Give citizens data to do so. Let's have criminal justice reform that keeps all people safe, but not senselessly imprisoned or afraid. Now is the time to research and vote for mayors, council people, commissioners, legislators, governors, judges, prosecutors, attorneys, and attorneys general can make it happen. Now is the time to work a bipartisan national police reform, starting with a bill from at Representative Karen Bass. So, um, Sean, do you know how much money Steve Ballmer gives to the LAPD? Uh, lots. Uh, well, he has a fa- well. 
there's a foundation which mm-hmm. funds community safety partnerships, which it's a great thing. It puts uh, yeah. more cops yeah. in black yeah. communities uh-huh. and working yeah, class yeah, yeah. neighborhoods. Yeah, you know, it makes it so the LAPD can buy another tank. Yeah. He is also building uh he is also he is also building an arena in a traditionally black part of Los mm-hmm. Angeles to help gentrify it. He got a incredibly expensive uh free mini subway mm-hmm. to take people to Inglewood. And uh, there's, I mean, basically, he's expanding the LAPD personally. So what he could he do? Doing it. What could what he could do? Any owner do? What could <laughs> any owner do? Um, Tillman Fertitta also does police events. Uh huh. You didn't hear this from me, but there's, there, we're gonna have a little piece up on the Round Ball Rock blog about uh, Steve Ballmer and the LAPD some soon. Oh, good. Is, is it, it from is our friend Louis King? I will, you know, I, I didn't, oh, don't, I, wasn't, don't, yeah. I wasn't trying to spoil any, but anything, oh, you know, I just, okay. you know, just, you know, prime yourself audience, mm-hmm. marinate in the excitement. Yeah. Um, yeah. so then, uh, again, uh, all the Craven access creeps, uh, were like, wow, look at, look at the NBA postponing games to stand with its players. Uh, and then immediately they called him, the union called a meeting because, uh, you know, they had to, because, uh, they were technically on strike now. Um, and, uh, what did the access journalists do during that informal call, Sean? Uh, well, it, uh, well, f- Wait, wait, what, during the call? Yeah, once the call started, uh, all of the Craven access creeps leaked literally everything that was happening in the meeting, no matter who was telling them what, uh, Uh no matter which side it was coming from, um. So you just got a lot of weird, like, inaccurate but immediate reporting, like how Patrick Beverly was disrespectful to michelle roberts well that was even later the the first thing we got was that lebron walked angrily walked out of the meeting after voting to cancel the the season so then everyone was like well season's canceled but it was an informal Uh. call um and look uh i'm gonna be cynical here about this for a second uh okay you know what that was right that was LeBron stealing, like, LeBron the most, like, uh... Look, I want to make it very clear, LeBron does care about issues, for sure. LeBron is very woke, he's great, uh, but... LeBron was kind of mad at the Bucks for not telling him, and, uh, him claiming he was gonna cancel the season in a vote that didn't matter, uh, yes. and then immediately leaking it to Shams was maybe a way for him to, uh, sort of lead the charge here. Um, yes. He wanted to have, reassert his position it, that has been, I would say, challenged quite a bit over the past year by guys like, say, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, yeah. So. And so, that okay, will be so further have... cemented once we start talking about the Chris Haynes article that comes out later. But, um, keep going. So. Sean. So, uh, in an informal vote, the two teams that want to cancel are the Lakers and the Clippers. Uh, LeBron apparently walks out, as do all the Lakers, except for Dwight Howard, which is, <laughs> which is very so funny. funny. <laughs> uh, LeBron, 
LeBron claimed he thought the Bucks lacked a plan, and then that same evening, I believe, he and Chris Paul called former President Barack Obama, who shockingly um, told them to keep playing. I uh, think you should uh, drone strike the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh. We got to uh, look out for these uh, owners. If we want to come yeah. along, we got to play these finals. Oh my, Michelle, you know who's calling me right now? Oh no. There isn't anything else on TV right now. Yeah, he says, I, we, you know, we, 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 we're, we're not that into Lovecraft country. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's just, uh, it's a little weird. We gotta I keep this I going. don't like we gotta, too many lens we, flares. We gotta keep the bubble going. I'm, uh, I'm not gonna watch Parks and Rec again. We have Show. to, uh, pod save the NBA season. <laughs> even I, even I, yeah. bro- even I, Barack Obama, have begun to feel that uh, Parks and Recreation is not a cynical enough depiction of the operation of American government. <laughs> he uh, he very clearly has blocked all the pod guys' numbers, right? Like, uh, no. like Tommy okay. Vietor can no longer contact Barack Obama directly, right? No, that, I'm sure no he way. produces their, like, somehow some shadow producers of his Netflix shows. <laughs> All right, uh, keep uh, going, though. Um, oh, yeah. Um, so then, apparently, there's a moment. I don't know when this happens exactly, but apparently some players are annoyed that the Bucks didn't tell anyone. And so they had to have an apology delivered by who else? Mm-hmm. Uh, the man who discovered racism a year and a half ago, Kyle Korver. Mm-hmm. Uh, apologize. He, he discovered his own white privilege at the ripe age of 38. <laughs> and uh, he apologized to the other players for putting them in a tough position. Oh, and, I, uh, I just feel like saying, I feel like Sean's being a little rude about Kyle Korver right now. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny that, that that's the guy. And he's the guy who wrote an essay that's like... It probably has after, more to do it, with the fact that he's been on half the teams in the league and is old. Oh, it's, it's, I heard they asked was, they asked Dante DiVincenzo to deliver it, and he said, nah, uh, fuck that homie. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm the Michael Jordan of Delaware. Um, but they said no, they asked just, him, he said, no, not unless you give me a ton of spaghetti. <laughs> I will say Kyle Korver has... <laughs> uh, just a, a, Kyle Korver's been in the league a long time, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Uh, but, you know, good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for uh, him. Thank how, you, many- Money for giving this awkward apology, Sean. Well, I mean, I did the Players' Tribune. They pay big bucks, especially if Danica Patrick commissions an article. <laughs> All right, keep going. She's Sean. one of the editors, guys. So yeah, then what I, know how, I know how the Players' Tribune works. All right, we we should see if she's available to be an editor on Roundball Rock. I'm just saying. Um, okay, so... Yeah, I can't do their bullshit, <laughs> So then Jalen uh, Brown, this is my favorite yeah. part. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kyle Korver apologizes. Uh-huh. And then Jalen Brown is like, you don't owe anyone an apology. And you know what? Jalen Brown has been right this entire fucking time. Yeah. Uh, I'm s- uh, so, yeah. Uh, I guess we're a fan of a Celtic now, right, Sean? Uh, we are fans of Jalen Brown. Yeah. I actually, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'll say that I've always been a fan of Jalen Brown. Actually. Sure, Ugh. but I didn't like uh, when he was dancing in that parking lot. That was made me uncomfortable. All right, um, and, and, yeah, I didn't, I didn't love. I don't, I don't like pretty much any video of anyone dancing. 
<laughs> Which has made care. the internet difficult care. for me. I don't care I won't for the get human TikTok. body in motion, frankly. <laughs> uh, like TikTok dances seem like oh my god, a, a really good sign that we are not going to survive. Like the TikTok, next TikTok dances are like um, are like the exact thing that like rubs against my Aspergers. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. it, it's just like way too much vulnerability and enthusiasm from one person exploit like exploiting themselves for clout and there and it's just like it just like perfectly grinds on me just like totally not being able to handle it in the mm-hmm. deepest parts of my brain <laughs> sorry i don't i this is where okay anyway go on go on um, uh, the only oh, yes. dance video I want to watch is Joe Quazala's dance. Learn how to dance to Tain and Love video. Oh yeah, it's that's the really, greatest that's dance really. video of all time. Um, I, <laughs> and actually, I'm 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 not. I don't really have any objections to professional dancers. Sure. It, but yeah, but, like yeah, like you know, on stage, like Pete Buttigieg and the Buttigieg staffers. I don't have any problem just, with them. It, um, having been too close to the world of improv and sketch comedy, it is, uh, I'm, I'm going to say the funny dance is a bit of a crutch. Mm-hmm. I do prefer funny dance to somebody singing, but it's bad mm-hmm. as a joke. But um, uh, okay. So then uh, the owners have to respond. They, ho- they hold a virtual meeting Thursday morning. And who was the voice of reason, Joey? Uh, was it Michael Jordan? It was Michael Jordan, the chairman of the NBA Labor Relations Committee. And uh, you know what? Say what you will about NBA owners. It's a pretty savvy choice for the chairman of the NBA Labor Relations Committee. Other thing we should mention is so the players also had a call that morning before the owners meeting where then LeBron was like, yeah, we're playing, right, guys? Like, uh, oh, yeah. And then had to convince the people who didn't want to play now to play. Um, he and Chris Paul and Andre Iguodala and Udonis Haslam had to like get everyone to vote to play. Sorry, is Udonis Haslam still in the NBA? Yeah, sort of. I mean, he's on the Heat technically. Um, Holy moly! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, So, so this is this is these are the initiatives that, uh, and then the owners then meet because, like, you know. Um anyway, um, here's the initiatives the the they yeah. Go ahead. Sean. Three points. Three points. Uh the first one is they the formation of a social justice coalition. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something Obama would have recommended. And or, uh, or Jim Boylan would have Jim recommended. Boylan's yeah, it's yeah. like the leadership council. <laughs> yeah. Um and then there was a commitment from every city where the league has a franchise to convert team facilities into mass voting locations. However, somehow Boston has already said no. Um, well, also, guess who that is? Uh, that's how you know it was pulling the strings here. Um, Joe Kennedy? No, LeBron James. That's like the thing that his vote place, his vote. Yeah. Uh, you, know what? you know what I'm going to go ahead and say? You know what? I'm going to. It, it seems like a good use of team resources. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna, I can be one of these grouches who sits here and says, uh, where it's bad to help people vote. Sure. You know? Yeah. 
No, I mean, it's look, look, I love that a bunch of sorry for the sound dirty, reformers. I, I, yeah. I'm, I, I love that there's a bunch of dirty Trump donor owners that are going to have to open up their arenas for voting and probably, hopefully, will not let uh, heavily armed white supremacist poll watchers also enter the arena. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, Eric, I mean, Eric Prince is drawing up a plan as we speak. But <laughs> that's true. He's got uh, he's got a lot on his mind. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Vote, vote, vote at the Magic Arena. Brought to you by Blackwater. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Amway. It's it's it. Look, <laughs> oh, God, I cannot, I cannot believe the amount of malfeasance contained in one fucking family, man. Like Amway and Blackwater are like the two exact opposite. Kinds of evil thing. Uh huh. <laughs> it's so it's insane. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and they're also evangelical Christians at the same time. Like, god damn. And, okay. and they're really into school choice. Mm-hmm. By which I mean defunding well, public schools for uh, unregulated private schools. That, that, you know that I'm down with. Uh, I'm just tired. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's you know. Let's not act like the public school system is uh, doing anybody any favors. All right. Cor- okay. Corbett's about to inherit the wind right here. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. And that then the last that, thing. Does that mean that somebody's gonna fart in my face. I, I don't. I'm. I'm not even sure what I'm talking about now with the monkey trial. Uh, okay. Uh, the last thing. Public service announcements during every playoff game aimed at promoting civic engagement in local and national elections and raising awareness about voter access and opportunity. Uh, I am in favor of this as long as it replaces the Quicken Loans uh, people in your neighborhood commercial. <laughs> Christ. Did you just bring this up because you know what makes me mad? You know, well, I, I, mean, came also this, really I came mad. into this podcast being very relaxed and being like, they're going to get relaxed. <laughs> <for midnight." laughs> But that that is the most like vile commercial I think I've seen in my entire it's life. It's one of it's one of the most heinous. Yeah. Hey, you know uh, who can help solve homelessness? Uh, the company that uh, threw a bunch of uh, yeah <laughs> threw a bunch of uh, dry hay onto the housing crisis. Uh-huh. Uh, and also uh, only veterans. Don't worry, everybody. We're not. Come on. Also, We're not everybody yeah. housing. Uh, Dan Gilbert also attacks Scofflaw, so that's that's fun. Uh, the other commercial I hate is um, the progressive commercial where they sing Danny Boy. That really just haunts, I find it haunting. Well, that's just CNT, that's CNT can't get a, another round of commercials for the second round at all. More alienists, then... cut some more alienist uh, <laughs> promos. Yeah. Yeah, we need to do specific episodes of the alienist. Get Amy Poehler off the television and tell her to give some of that endorsement money to the people the UCB theater stiffed. Yeah. Come on, Poehler. <laughs> um, Come on, Poehler. Okay. Uh, uh, you know what? I just want to say one thing. I love the Snoop Dogg commercials. Loathe them. I I understand that there are people who are like, ha, hey, all right. But they're, it, they are just so... They're just so brazenly boring that I that I I just hate I it just makes me mad when they come on. The only In commercial way, I want to watch is that Jimmy Butler Michelob Ultra commercial. You know why yeah. I don't like that one? You know why I don't like that oh, one? Oh, because you're not fun. Well, for, well, I'm not. Uh, I'll I'll give you that. It's just it's just a lie. There's 
like that guy that guy's not joyful yeah man. he is all right he's selling coffee in his uh in his mo- in his hotel uh, room that, that you know what that is fun oh, yeah man, you might have me on this one he yeah. he one time he balled there's that gif of him where he balled up the the score sheet and threw it over his shoulder uh, but at the also camera, but funny. also when they told him that people's families were coming into the bubble, he said, oh, "We're we're about to get to that. Yeah, okay. yeah we'll get there. Can we save right. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, no, we're but, so but see, Corbin, I think this is you not understanding uh, what Michelob Ultra is, because that is the duality. That is, there's also a duality to Michelob Ultra, which Michelob is, uh, is bad. Right? It's in, the- yeah, it's only fun in theory, and the worst people drink it." Okay. <laughs> um, but we need to talk about this uh, real quick. Um, finish up talking about social change. Um, everybody's mad about this, uh, right? You guys have seen that? Where like a lot of the like ultra leftists I know are mad at the NBA players for caving, but then also uh-huh. like other people are like, "Oh, why'd they strike it all?" And I think what's uh, a it's not my place as a white guy to tell black pl- black people how to protest. Protest yeah, however you want. A it's really easy to spend another person's money like that. Yeah, but B um, I think what got lost here is the Bucks did have like a very specific goal that they reached right away which was getting i mean granted that's now they got fucked but like initially the strike worked where they were like yeah reconvene reconvening the state legislature oh they're doing it and then all of a sudden it was like a multi-league strike and then LeBron sort of took over. In fact, and you can tell LeBron took over because the Chris Haynes piece inside the next few days is like reads weirdly like a hit piece of the Bucks. Yes, yes, it really does. Like these poor suckers yeah. didn't even know. They like, oh, only one man could save the players from what the Bucks did. And it's LeBron James and Andre Iguodala, <laughs> um, and but but really just LeBron James. But and here's the thing, though, too, is like if LeBron doesn't leak that they're voting to cancel the the season for the short term, like PR boost, uh. The initiatives they get sound good. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is what they got from the players. But because they like presented the option that they were willing to strike the entire season, now the players look weak for coming back four hours later and this is it. It's like a like an access optics problem, right? Am I right or am I wrong? Um, I mean, I think <laughs> Yes, it's like it. it is somebody definitely like talking out of school, I would say, because all these guys are ostensibly in a union. And if you're really upset at the Bucks for, you know, being too emotional and not having a plan like that's so much that's not nearly as bad as just 
ripping on them anonymously to, you know, a very prominent beat writer. Yeah. That is kind of, I mean, not an uncommon thing for a very famous athlete to do, but it is, it is very much like, I don't know if it's supposed to be like LeBron has to individually be the savior, but it just feels very disrespectful. Well, but my thing is I had multiple people who don't know anything about basketball call me after they voted to come back. Like, what did the owners do? How'd they break the strike? When I went to bed last night, they were gonna qu- they weren't gonna play at all. Yeah. And right. it's just right, because right, right. LeBron leaked that to get the upper hand in like a weird right. woke off he was having with himself. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, and it, it made it the players mu- look weak. Yeah, because like, oh, you caved for those three things. And yeah. it's like, well, actually they didn't they weren't like it wasn't actually a that wild wasn't card. the that wasn't the plan. <laughs> like No, it was it was like we don't want to play today and like it worked like like people spent two days talking about social justice on major sports networks. But unfortunately, because of a fake walkout, like it was like if, if LeBron's back a couple hours later and ever all the other players like, like, isn't that worse than a team walking out of a game without telling anyone is someone pretending they wanted to cancel the season and then going back on it like a few hours later when because they never actually intended to cancel the season. Well, he talked to Obama, who, you know, very, who's always been so pro-union. Um, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> definitely very pro-strikes as well, and also protests. Obama loved protests. All right, um, but yeah, like, LeBron's behavior here is what has made the narrative of the players look weak. When, like, Honestly, the Bucks got what they wanted within like 25 minutes of actually doing it. I mean, obviously right. it they they maybe uh put too much faith in the Wisconsin state government. Who among, also, I mean, who among, much, who among us? But also how much are they supposed to do? Like they got the governor of their state on the phone. Mm-hmm. I don't I just don't know if there's like a reasonable <laughs> like like ah Anyway, they they got a lot out of it, I think. It only seems like a little bit because it it got into some kind of like wish fetishization of like, yeah, now they're gonna cancel the playoffs. Yeah. When no I one at that, any point had said that. I think a lot of um speaking as a member of the cohort, I think that a lot of left people are in a place of really intense despair uh-huh. right now. And I think that there Yeah, I'm there with you, bud. Are a lot of really good reasons for that to be happening. And I think that a lot of them us um are starting to feel like general strikes are gonna be the only way we can make this uh-huh. country not a fucking hellhole. And I think that the symbolic effort of that sort of seeming like it might go off in the NBA was, I mean, it, it was, it, you know, it, it, it had people juiced. Yeah. I think it would have, it would rule if it was, it, it definitely look, if they went on strike, yeah. that would be for social justice. That would be tight as hell. But like, 
It would also that I mean, wasn't actually gonna. Like, that wasn't actually yeah. the option until LeBron pretended it was. Yeah, and there's which like is why people of, are mad. Like you know what like I mean. There's like, and there's like a lot of CBA reasons why that could end up being a nightmare for them. Except that's like, bullshit because they're just gonna tear up the CBA anyway. Like yeah, like like you really think that's the thing where the owners are like, well, technically, letter of the law, we're gonna tear up the CBA. It's like they're gonna tear up the CBA if they want to. Yeah. <laughs> That was a weird, that was a weird, like, well, actually moment from a lot of the NBA people like, well, you know, they are, they're putting the CBA in danger there with that step. It's like, yeah, the, what about the cancel? What about the like four month coronavirus delay? I had the weirdest weirdest (laughs) reply guy. So when Shams tweeted that they'd postpone games, I tweeted like, you watch, the NBA's gonna do this, they're gonna usurp and neuter the message, and this reply guy was like, well, actually, the owners are doing the players a favor by claiming they're postponed so that it doesn't, it's not a general strike so the CBA doesn't get torn up. (laughs) And I was like, what? And he was like, it's just not how managements usually work in strikes. (laughs) Anyway kind of an extraordinary circumstance yeah yeah i would say so um but also the nba wants to have its cake and eat it too which is uh steal and eat all the money while seeming super woke (laughs) can i say something can i say something yeah how fucking awesome would it be to have cake and also eat it i mean it's happened like you just like you just eat cake and then there's more cake immediately that would fucking own Mm -hmm. you're a sweet you're a sweet boy I'm not, uh-huh. not that big on cake. All right, that might be true. Okay. Like Fine. maybe two cookies. What about ha- what about have your steak and eat it? Too? Yeah, that'd be. I'm, well, I'm a vegetarian. Well, I'm talking to Joey. Well, yeah, but that doesn't I'm work. Trying for to get me. Joey on board. It doesn't work for Corbin. All right. Trying find, um, trying to find some common ground for you guys. Let's talk. Uh, real quick. Um, rest in peace, both Clifford Robinson and John Thompson. Uh, uh-huh. two of the tight ones. Um, anytime, look, I don't like college coaches, but anytime I can see a big fat guy wearing a towel over his shoulder so he can wipe the sweat off his brow because he's working so hard, I'm in, baby. (laughs) It's certainly, certainly a better use of a towel than certain other college coaches. (laughs) Could we say that he's the only good Boston Celtic besides Bill Russell? Well, Don Nelson. Uh, and Larry Bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know what John? Do you know what John Thompson's nickname was when he was on the Celtics, Corbs? I do not. Uh, it was the Caddy because he was Bill Russell's backup, and so he he didn't he didn't play a lot. <laughs> he, <laughs> he he just held Bill Russell's clubs. Um, John did Thompson. Bill, was, did Bill Russell have clubs at the time? Um, like a Bill. Bill Ru- I bet Bill Russell golfed. Do you think? Uh, yeah. Probably true. I don't know. I well in Boston at the time. Yeah, I just feel like he probably golfed from time to time at USF. I don't know if that's like correct at all or whatever. But he, yeah, that's a funny nickname. Yeah, and then he got drafted by the Bulls in the expansion draft, and he decided, you know what, I would rather coach high school basketball than go to that team. So (laughs) also very tight. Yeah. Uh, Also, also ended up being right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the most part, no, no, no for yeah, the whole part. <laughs> well, the, 
I mean, not, not the 90s, but I don't know if you heard, but the Chicago Bulls were very good in the 90s. Mm. They won six titles. Uh, Michael Jordan was the best player. I'm sorry? Uh, I don't know Scottie what you're Pippen talking about. filled in a lot of the wing gaps that he left behind. Uh, Horace Grant and Dennis Rodman holding it down at the forward spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Jackson, Luke Longley. Uh, there was a documentary about it recently. I've never heard of this, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huh. But that the Chicago Bulls have mostly uh, been a disaster. Hmm. Oh. Um but more importantly, I mean not more importantly, I'm not trying to rank the deaths here. Uh Uncle Cliffy <laughs> passed too soon. Uh man, I loved I loved Clifford Robinson. Uh Kevin Garnett famously said it was he was the uh his least favorite guy to be guarded by, even though uh, he was like twenty years older than him. <laughs> so he was he was so tight when he was on those uh Blazers teams. Cliff Robinson, uh Don Pardo actually listed some players who were in the same draft class as him mm-hmm. tonight. Uh drafted in eighty-nine, just a cool ass blade my favorite. Uh, guy of that era of the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, two two finals appearances, a cool-ass headband, a man who was like a good 15 years ahead of his time when it came to outside shooting from a big, uh, the kind of like quick shot-blocking defense he played, and his... Uh, imagine him in an era where weed was legal and he wasn't unfairly harassed. Well, that was the thing. This cool ass habit. The best thing about uncle Cliffy is towards the end of his career. He was, you just penciled in that he was going to get suspended for seven games for failing a weed test at the it end was like, of his career. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he went to the same spot. Joe Johnson would go to fish, you know, after the regular season ended. I don't know. Just uh, smoke weed. Well, no, I mean, just like he had a built-in suspension. Like, he would always get caught smoking weed, and he'd get a suspension. So, like, go on a trip, right? Um, I loved that he had that, that... One of my favorite things, he was on the Warriors for about two years. And my favorite thing was when some, you know, Garnett-like young stud power forward would come... And Robinson, like, couldn't handle them speed-wise or strength-wise, but he'd, like, pull the chair on them three or four times in the game, just drawing charges, just so annoying as a defender. Uh, I loved it. Yeah, I love Uncle Cliffy. Rest in power, buddy. Yeah. Um, You too, John Thompson, even though NCAA is... Uh, evil, but you were... He's he's you were different. Cool. Yeah, he's different. He is different. John Thompson is different, and I'm not even kidding. John, Th- he Any wants- friend of Allen Iverson is a friend of mine. <laughs> he, uh, I think you should think a little harder about that one, but... He he once uh, cursed out a drug dealer, a Washington, D.C. powerful drug dealer because he was hanging out with Alonzo Morning, and John Thompson uh, screamed at him it's and the NBA him with playoffs. his finger in the chest. It was like, you leave him playoffs. alone. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. All right, Sean. Let's uh, talk about the playoffs, but Data let's for just robots. say goodbye. Both teams, teams play hard. Both teams played uh, hard. Right? Do you want to do that first, or do you want to talk about the things that... Let's let's go through real quick. Okay, we're just we're at fifty two minutes already, so we got to. I know, be quick. I know, right. I know, I know. We'll we'll go we'll go quickly. All right, uh, playoffs. 
playoffs. Hold on, playoffs. I play the drop. All right, Sean, let's walk us through the playoffs here. What's going on? All right, catch us uh, up. Bigger the heart, the bigger the heart, the harder they ball. I'm doing a second drop. <laughs> playoffs, playoffs. Uh, uh, tonight, the Oklahoma City Thunder tied the Houston Rockets three and three. We're going to get a game seven, baby. Uh, so Oklahoma City has delivered two big groin punches during the series. <laughs> one by Chris Paul, one by Dennis Schroeder. Is this is this final proof that Chris Paul is an incredible leader who will who will always make a team in his own image? Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> I think he, I think someone on the Thunder hit someone in the nuts tonight, but it wasn't bad enough to get a flagrant foul. Uh, this is the first time I've seen Allen Iverson crit- criticize another player. Seriously? He tweeted, he tweeted, Russ single-handedly blew the game for Houston, no BS. Uh, that is true. Russell Westbrook did blow the game Man, tonight. Allen, Allen Iverson is saying that about you. You got it. Yeah, yeah look at the fucking mirror, dude. And Allen Iverson's like, that's bad shot selection. He shouldn't have done yeah. that. Um, <laughs> is he even trying on defense? Uh, should be a big one. Uh, I have one question. Do we think Tillman look, Fatia... Westbrook is spending entirely too much time at TGI Fridays. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, my one question. Do we think Tillman Fertitta is trying to get the players to do telemarketing or other uh, remote work in the bubble? Got to imagine. Yeah, just, um, just like I think they're like boiler rooming some stock. Actually. Dude, I forgot. I got some anonymous Tillman Fertitta news the other day. I oh, can we can we share it? I, I'm gonna say it, but I'm gonna try and protect our source. Someone okay. tweeted us the other day saying that they have it on very good authority that Tillman Fertitta has bought a second yacht, but is hiding it in Spain for a year because of how bad it would look that he bought a new yacht. This is a coronavirus. Oh my god! (laughs) Coronavirus, and also when all of his businesses are getting fucking annihilated, Uh and he's asking for bailouts from everyone. Yeah, this guy loves being in debt so much. This guy loves being in debt so much that he got absurdly rich so that he could go so far into debt. That like it, like melts your fucking mind. This is a guy who can only get a boner is if he knows that somewhere out there he owes somebody something. Yeah. Uh, but and anyway, our source is of course Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna burn our source, but I it's a it's a pretty good source. I that wish there's he currently throw his a, mustache he, back. That's all I'll say about our source. <laughs> That there's currently a yacht in Spain being owned that is owned by Tillman Fertitta waiting to come to American waters for once all of 2020 blows over. Uh (laughs) Oh, this is incredible. (laughs) Think about think about all of the think about all of this uh, water waterside real estate on that boat, though. Uh Um. So our, Joe's Crab Shacks. <laughs> um, our other game today, the Miami Heat upset the Milwaukee I, Bucks in game say, one. I want to say, I want to say one thing about Chris yes. Paul. Okay. I love this. I love this little asshole so much. God bless you. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was such a Chris Paul moment there. Like, like he he draw he drew a touch foul with seconds remaining, and. Uh, our friend Julian Rodriguez, I'm going to quote him. I know it's I know this isn't 
always kosher, but the way he phrased it was so beautiful. At Juice Manji, uh, he just referred to him. Uh, hold on. He goes into a controlled role like a stuntman falling off a motorcycle whenever someone touches him. It's true. He like you can see him dip the shoulder to like not hurt himself. And uh, like it was, it's, it's really good. And like doing it against a team that traded him for no good fucking reason. Yeah, yeah. Whatsoever. I mean, so that they could so that they could uh, uh get one get one big old white line of the little Westbrook experience. And then shit their fucking playoff hopes down the toilet. I just, I, I I love I love this series. I because like I'm happy no matter who loses. Someone I don't like is gonna lose, <laughs> and it's gonna be embarrassing. Like like it'll be the Rockets will miss 15 threes in the fourth quarter. Chris Paul will fall down and try to get a foul instead of picking up a loose ball. Yeah, uh, Chris, Paul, Chris, will, will, Chris Paul you know, will pull a, will pull a Paul Pierce by the time this. You know what's this, crazy so. is so the Rockets, right? Ostensibly, are a team built around hitting threes, right? Uh huh. Uh, and everyone in the bubble, except for the Rockets, is shooting like eighty <laughs> percent from three point land. It's so weird. <laughs> no, I think in fairness to the Rockets, it's less that they're engineered to make threes and more that they're engineered to take them because well, it's, it's, it's not like daryl has spent the last few years like loading up on sharpshooters like that's inefficient now now what daryl does is that he finds these weird def- defense freaks and he says and uh yeah we're gonna have you shoot threes too <laughs> i'm just saying yeah. like everybody thought what dame was doing was like insane but now everyone is Dame? Like, Jamal Murray has right, had, right. like, three 50-point games in a row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, are the Dame was just the first ladder? person. Is that... yeah. Dame was just the first person who had to try. Right, right, right. right exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost, it's almost like he discovered, like, a, like a flaw in the system, and it's like, yeah, they're, they're all going in. Uh, it's like, it's like Babe Ruth realizing you could just swing for a home run and that they'd like secretly juiced the ball in 1920 because they killed a guy with a dirty ball the year before. And then it was like, oh, God, here we go. So great. Yeah. They, they decided that because a guy couldn't see a, a baseball because it had so much mud and tobacco and spit, just spit on it. What's well, great. Uh, clean baseballs. And then Babe Ruth. Um, okay, so every time I see a clean baseball, I want to vomit. <laughs> uh, okay, so the other game today, the Miami Heat upset the Milwaukee Bucks in Game One. Uh, let's talk about Jimmy Butler, who absolutely dominated this game, and also doesn't want anyone's families to visit. Uh, let me give you this quote. This is a business trip for me. I'm not messing around. Everyone wants to have their family, without a doubt. But we've been doing this long. What's another couple months? You know what? I mean, you know what that says to me. Uh, he doesn't want to share any profits from Big Face Coffee. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know what it says to me? Uh, he might just be fundamentally incapable of feeling love. I mean, he remember when he? All had right, a baby? that was rude. I apologize. Well, there was a point last year when he had a baby, and and at first it was just an unexcused absence, and then eventually some reporter was like. 
I think Jimmy Butler had a baby, and then he was like, "Yeah, I had a baby," and like, "But I'm working. That's I'm working right now." Um, what do you think his objection is? My thoughts were that the families might sleep in too much, and also uh, Mark Wahlberg was not available, so he didn't want uh, anyone. He is taking no one. He has no family visiting. Oh, I, I mean, I really think it's Big Face Coffee related, like. He, he, it literally is a business trip, like, because he's working when he's not working at basketball. <laughs> I bet Big Face Coffee is, like, registered in Liberia, too. Somehow, it's, like, he can't have any American partners. Yeah. He's, um, actually, he's actually taking on uh, private equity yeah. debt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From some uh, other companies. <laughs> so, uh, once again, the books did not... Particularly, I want to. I want to say one thing about the Jimmy Butler thing, real quick, before. Okay. We go on. Did either of you guys ever read Jeff Perlman's book Showtime? Yeah. Uh, yes. Sounds like both of you did. You we remember did. the remember <laughs> the part in the book where uh, the not the part, but the various parts in the book where Pat Riley basically went out of his way to deputize Kurt Rambis's wife to like. Get everybody on the team. Get everybody's wife on the team on board with like, with like you. You work for the team now. We need you to. Hey, we need you. We need you to uh, stop whining. Yeah. Uh, to your fucking husbands yeah. about it's how the they. Uh, yeah. It, even like not during the playoffs. <laughs> it's just like your fuck. You know your fucking husbands. Uh, what they do isn't fucking family. What they do is fucking basketball, buddy. And like, and like, and Pat Riley would just like have training camps and be like, no families either. Nobody, nobody's going to see their fucking fam. Like, yeah, like but you Riley know just... why Pat Riley was doing that. That was not heat stuff. Why do you think it was? Because they were all fucking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. Cause I think that, I think that it's pretty. In line with his sort of obsessive uh, take on operating and coaching a team. But he wasn't like that with the Lakers, Corp. That doesn't happen until the Knicks. He changes as a Nick. He, like, decides he was too soft to get the three-peat. Again, losing out on that three-peat merch fundamentally changed him. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, he was like that with the Lakers. They, like, they detail it in in the book. But he wasn't, like, a psychopath about it. That was so, so Magic could have threesomes, dude. That's why he was doing that. It was like... I don't think so. Or at the very least, I think it's it's something that's working across purposes. And it just really creeps me out (laughs) that I have read stuff like that about Pat Riley and that Jimmy Butler ended up on that team it's just too it's just like there's just too much like like grinder alpha energy going on (laughs) there and it like and it like freaks me out like i like i like i don't know i can never quite decide how i feel about butler because like when he was on minnesota and he was like i hate these fucking babies i'm on this team with they're all fucking babies they all went to big fancy colleges fuck them i hate them I was like, you know, Jimmy, that's a really good point. Everybody on that team does kind of seem like they're a giant baby. <laughs> and then when he went to Philly, it was a little more complicated. It was like, it kind of feels like he's just being an asshole, being an asshole at this point. But now that he's on the heat and it's like, and it's like a synergy thing, it just creeps me the <laughs> fuck out. It's See, so I, good. I'm into Sweet. it. I didn't yeah. like it. I didn't like it with the Wolves, but I like it now. 
I just hate. I just don't like that Pat Riley thing where he's like, "Your family's a fucking distraction from victory." Don't you want three peats, baby? I hate that shit. I think it's creepy. It he is. found he found the right home though. Like this is it's uh, like the day he met Mark Wahlberg, and he's like, "You wake up at two forty-five to work out too." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it it works out well. Also, Jimmy Butler. Uh, I think there's also that factor of Jimmy Butler likes to fuck, dude. That's like that. The, all the greats. You know what I mean? That might be true. That might be true too. By the way, speaking, like, do you think he likes to fuck Mark Wahlberg? Let's get into it. No. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, by the way, speaking of the six, speaking of the Sixers, Joel Embiid during the game today tweeted, yeah. "If in capital letters with an ellipsis," and then tweeted, "Jimmy Butler hashtag too good." So uh, we can tell who Joel Embiid wishes was on his team and who he wishes was not on his team. Yeah. Al Horford. <laughs> yeah. 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 Horford. <laughs> In fact, uh, I'll bet you Al Horford does fucking drive him nuts, though. He's just like, why do we have this other center on the team? It doesn't make it doesn't, any fucking sense. Yeah, everyone's in my way all the time. Uh, also, so why does the guy who always handles the ball also clog the lane constantly? Look, I'm just saying, uh, the Sixers, uh, weird, weird organization. Yeah. Oh, you think? Uh, also, also <laughs> probably could have kept Jimmy Butler if they were willing to pay the luxury tax, but they're not because they're weird venture capital weirdos who are going to flip the team once they get a new arena built. Um, um all right, the yeah. Bucks eliminated the Magic. Let uh, me let me ask this oh. question though. I'm sorry. Uh, if Mike Budenholzer, coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, was a nurse. Could he adjust a hospital bed, or would you just have to sleep in whatever position worked a couple of months ago? Dude, he's not good they're at adjustments, in trouble, man. They're in they trouble. In I don't know what he's doing. Like, why does he do Giannis, this every Giannis year? Like actively not playing a lot of minutes, right? That's what's going on. Well, that and also their defense is... doesn't make any sense. Well, and, and they're playing Pat they're playing Connaughton 12 guys. Time. Yeah. Like, like I'm. I like Pat Connaughton, but not against the Heat, dude. That's he's a he's a second quarter boy. Um. All right. So the last week the Bucks eliminated the Orlando Magic. Uh, is this the end of the Evan Fournier era in Orlando? No fucking way, dude. He's a Magic for life, right? That dude. Yeah. He, oh, like, yeah. like they can't quit each other. He's gonna be the fifth best player on that team for the next fifteen years. Um, how he's done, Steve- and when he's yeah. done, straight to Blackwater, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, how should Steve Clifford relax this off season? He is he's a very stressed out guy. Get away from Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, dude, just just like <laughs> maybe like an isolation tank or something. I'm worried about that guy. He's great, but he takes it very hard. Uh, okay, what are we gonna miss about the Orlando Magic, Joey? I mean. I, you know what? You know what I am going to miss about the Orlando Magic? Two things. Okay. Uh, I'm going to miss hilariously uh, wa- watching Markel Fultz be okay. It's yeah. like pretty good. Uh, yeah, really because good. every time it's real funny about the 76ers. Because um, <laughs> you know what they yeah, really is. needed? A point guard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Joey, I know. 
I don't know if you've heard about this Ben Simmons guy. No, but he does everything. You didn't watch, no, but he got injured, and then they didn't have anyone. It was like Shake Milton. They spent um, and I so love much, Shake Milton. I can't, but, I can't, is his name really Shake? Yeah. Why? What? He's dope. Is it a shaker I... thing? What? Is it a shaker? No, his like, name is, is like Malik. It's, not it's a Malik Milton. He's not a shaker. It's okay. Malik, Malik Shake Milton. Milton. Cool. Yeah. Somehow he Malik got a Milton cooler name than his existing cool name. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Um, yeah, it, it is a weird thing about the Sixers that at no point were they like, should we get a point guard? this team doing anyone and they're like tj mcconnell's fine we found him at home depot we picked him up he's the only guy in the nba working for an hour process 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 the process is the only time that ownership was actually happy yeah oh yeah cutting costs that's all they want maximizing assets cutting costs and the only thing that gets them wrong it's just like just like in the way that Tillman Fertitta can only get rocked up if he knows he owes somebody an obscene amount of money. So, too, does Joshua Harris only make love to his wife when he knows that uh, somewhere somewhere uh, a, a, he's doing private equity to make somebody lose their job? Uh, the other thing I'm going to miss about the Magic, actually, um, telling people that they won the Dwight Howard trade. Uh, oh, yeah. Because yeah. Nick Vucevic, he's good and i you know he's not like an he's not exciting good but he's good and guess what he's the only player left from that trade on the team that he's on he's a starter he's an all-star who knows where andrew bynum is speaking of l's the sixers took uh andre iguodala is on the heat you could tell me andrew bynum was (laughs) anywhere Right now, uh, that guy, like that guy, <gasps> he's in my closet. Um, I believe it. I, I would be surprised that you would be surprised because he is a very large man. But he's right behind you. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, but like you could be, you could tell me that he was just playing Call of Duty all day, or you could tell me that he was in a smoke lounge, or like a medical doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Sean, what are you going to miss about the magic? I'm going to miss James Ennis III. I just love what... No, I'm not. I'm not going (laughs) to miss him. Uh, I am going to miss... I like watching uh, this reinvented Michael Carter-Williams as like a lockdown defender who just freaks guys out. It's great. He's like Sean Livingston without the tragic knee injury. No, um, his, his <laughs> tragic thing was just having to be on the Sixers. That was it. Win, winning a deeply illegitimate rookie of the year. A, yeah, because he, he had a triple-double in his first game against the LeBron Heat. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the only reason he won rookie of the year. Also, it was a particularly bad rookie class, in fairness. I uh, I always liked him because he because of that one game when Brett Brown got mad at him because he like didn't get bet that much. That, he didn't get back on defense when they were down like 35 and he just pointed to the scoreboard. Like I'm sick of this. What's <laughs> that? Like we're down 35. You're, you are legitimately lucky that I'm out here at all. Yeah. Like, like I should be on Brett. strike right now. There's, uh, um, yeah. You know what? You should start going on strike when their organizations put a tank on. You know, you should. You can't do that I mean, to the Draymond, workplace. Draymond Green did that this year. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah that's because he's 
you know, the he Hall went of Famer. Yeah, he went on like a one man wildcat strike. Well, it's like a slow down. Uh-huh. It's like a work slowdown. <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah, that's why he's a fucking Hall of Famer. Because yeah. if you're not winning, he doesn't give a shit, baby. Um, all so right. now he's a CNN contributor now. All right, that's let's so say weird. goodbye to the the Pacers and then I think oh, yeah. get out of here, right? Oh, no, we have to say goodbye to the Mavericks and the Blazers. Yeah. Um, okay. too. So I, just have, I just have one question about Indiana. It, um, do we think Nate McMillan's firing was bullshit? Yes, absolutely. In fact... It's so weird. It was so. Uh, I felt so bad for him because, like, dude, he got fired for no reason. Like, uh, and I cannot believe Indiana fired a black coach. I, well, who <laughs> and they, you, they, yeah. they. I mean, I think they're going after a white coach. They Mike absolutely are. Um, Nate McMillan always gets a raw deal. He rules. I love Nate. Somebody hired and him. also at at some point I think they asked him. They're like, "Hey, we don't know if the the players like you that much." He's like, "I don't give a fuck." Yeah. If uh, what's weird is he got a one year contract extension yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Honestly, so, he should. I'm glad he got some money. He should coach the Sixers. Yeah, be, that would be tight. Because you know what, he doesn't give a fuck if they don't like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, George Carl's favorite player of all time, by the way. Uh, so <laughs> that, that don't hold that against him. Don't. Hold mm, that against him. I think maybe nobody should hire him. <laughs> uh, what are you going to miss about Indiana, Joey? Uh, the TJ show, dude. All of them. Yeah, All three, the TJs. Three TJs. <laughs> so many TJs, baby. What are you going to miss, Sean? Uh, I loved. I loved TJ Warren's explosion in the bubble, but also, um, I liked seeing Miles Turner try to try and fail to take over the offense. That was, that was kind of a delight to me. It was just like, they just panicked and they're like, I guess it's 1997 again. Uh, post him up, big man. I love Miles Turner, actually. He's the only player to end the NBA draft that I've ever seen them say, yeah, he's really good. The only problem is that someone needs to teach him how to run properly. Run. How to run. <laughs> and run. Not a big part of the sport. <laughs> um, Corbin, what are you going to miss about the Pacers? Uh, that their arena is called a field house. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Fun. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that is fun. Yeah. Um, all right, Mavericks time. Uh, Marcus Morris should be thrown in the Hague, right? That's what everyone thinks. He should be thrown in the Hague. <laughs> um, was he harassing Luca as I was going on? Uh, yeah, he did it twice. He stepped on his ankle on purpose in Game Five, and then he got ejected in Game Six for more dirty bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, uh, also, let's just say for the record, Luka Doncic does not need a nickname. Um, his name is Luca. Uh-huh. He's the only Luca. Yeah. Um, you, you don't what? need anything else. You don't think he should be called Luca Legend? Yeah, that's. I mean, th- to be honest, uh, Larry Bird didn't need to be called Larry Legend because his name was Larry Bird. <laughs> Hear me out, <laughs> Bird. Bird. Hear me out. Hear, hear me out. His name was Larry Bird. <laughs> hear me out on this, fellas. He also looked like a bird. <laughs> That's true. The boy on the second floor. Oh, because of the the Suzanne Vega song? Yeah, Luca. Yeah. No. His name is fucking Luca. <laughs> um What's your fa- what's the better Suzanne Vega song? 
Tom's Diner. Tom's Diner, way better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. But I mean, with the with the the remix, I don't. I'm not. Oh yeah, no, not the one. You know, the regular one is just her yeah. singing the lyric. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's not even a, not a re. I mean, the regular one is the re. Uh, anyway, don't get me started. I agree. I agree. I agree. Don't get me started on Tom's Diner by Susan Vega. Um, what do we think the Mavericks need? What should they do? Um, I mean, I can't even. I I can't even really tell what what I do with money. They'll like fail to get Giannis, and they'll probably try to get Oladipo and fail. But I mean, they should get some kind of wing that can play defense. That's really all they need. Like Dorian yeah. Finney-Smith should not be their number one defensive option. Yeah, the lockdown guy. Like, yeah. like a lot of their guys are good players and can totally play, but you sort of need someone who can fake it against a guy like, like Kawhi. Like honestly, they should just... just trade for Drew Holiday. Um, I or, mean, that uh, would be awesome. Or, or if they were being less ambitious, they could go uh, Al Farouk Aminu. He's just he's just chilling somewhere weird no, right now. They don't now, really need a big, they don't need a big though. They need a wing defender like a Hold real. Oh, well, he's a, uh, Al Farouk's a wing defender. No, he's, he's a wing not. guy. No, I, he's I watched not. him on the Blazers. I I understand you watched him on the Blazers, but he's not like the guy you put on LeBron for forty minutes yeah. a game. And actually, if you just if they just need a free guy and they're saving money for twenty twenty one. See what, but see if Mo Harkless wants to come. Yeah, that's not that's bad the too. that's the former Blazer. I would probably. You know who they should. You know who they should get. Hear me out on this. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> uh, you know what? The other thing they actually need to do though is just re-sign Tim Hardaway Jr. They're going to talk themselves out of Tim uh, Hardaway the easy Jr. Extension. Yeah, the easy easy extension they could they could have. Yeah, yeah, like and because oh he gets paid too much money. It's like weird contract brain but it's like tim hardaway jr is really good at one thing and it's uh getting fucking buckets baby and that's tight i mean he he does have a year left on his deal so they don't have to decide but right he doesn't have that particular kind of brain poisoning i don't think right i think they would bring him i i think i don't know but I think they would probably. But yeah, like Nate Duncan is going to be saying all summer they should trade uh, or Tim Hardaway I mean, or let him walk. And it's like, what? Yeah. Is, what's going to be better? All right. Nate's game is about luck. I have it on good authority that Nate Duncan is a bucket getter mm-hmm. when he plays. Yeah, I believe it. Um, yeah, but he's, he's really not tall. That, he can dunk. He, he's like 40 he, and he can dunk. Yeah. He espouses all these fucking values on his podcast, but everybody I've talked to about Nate and Pickup says that he is a ball hog bucket getter. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, he did go to law school, so that doesn't yeah, surprise me at all. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, what are we going to miss about Dallas? Luca, obviously. Yeah, like like all of them. I'm no, gonna I'm going to miss all of, all of them. Everyone was dope. Trey Burke Seth was Curry dope. Was Seth great. Curry was dope. THJ, my guy Maxi Kleba, DFS, uh-huh. Dorian Finney Smith. Um, yeah. Maxi Kleba is, he looks like he's from 2005. Yeah, he's it's cool. Harder. He dunks real hard, though. Yeah, he's well, yeah, people dunked hard in Yeah, he's like Josh McRoberts. You're right. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, oh. But, uh, and they got Dwight Powell coming back. You know what I'm going to say? Uh, I, You know what I'm not going to miss? KP, baby. Like, 
Yeah, they just they did pretty well without him. I kind of bums me out. <laughs> I mean, he was also fun in the series, but yeah, it's like if you were picking a guy with Luca, if you could, you probably wouldn't do that trade again if you were Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. No, well, you get Tim Hardaway Jr., so maybe. I mean, that's but... that's worth it. That's worth <laughs> two first round picks. Um, all right, one final team to say goodbye to. It's the uh, it's the Portland Trailblazers. They're As free. God's team. They're out of the bubble. They're free, baby. They, Damian um, Lillard announcing he uh, he's having another baby today. He announced that two on Instagram. Babies, a boy and a girl. Yeah, They're twins. Somehow, somehow, uh, making so many shots, he made it across the country <laughs> from out of the bubble. That's from long range, baby. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, I saw Fred Van Vliet's kids arrive today, so I think. Portland is going to win the next four games. Of the, sorry, yeah, Toronto, Toronto is going to win the next four next games. Four games. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't. I've been talking to this fellow, Pat Riley. He's been uh-huh. telling me that uh, hugging your children makes you weak on the court. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't think it's looking too good for Toronto. Uh, you have that. You had that baby last year. That worked. <sighs> Who um, doesn't have babies? But yeah, uh, all I you guess have in Sean, Rockford, Illinois, is your family, though. Sean, you and I actually owe Corbin an apology. Yeah, we're sorry uh, for we're, our incorrect prediction. We sorry, we're sorry we uh, predicted that it would be a Lakers sweep, um, <laughs> and that it was four one. Fascinating. Um, 4-1. Now, do you ever care, Dame Lillard, baby? Now, do you uh, have anything you want to apologize for? For saying they would win in six? Yeah, the Blazers in six. <laughs> um, all right, you know what? Oh, I don't want it. No, I don't need to apologize. Um, Guess what? You know that when you admit that you're a hypocrite, that just everybody fucking knows it. Who cares? <laughs> um, can I, Corbin? I have one Portland question that seems relevant. Will Carmelo Anthony thrive in a full season in Portland? I, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it seems like it seems like he loves it here, baby. You, uh, and you've question. been asking for this for years. Years. I, I love it. I love it too. I'm, uh, yeah. I I love him in it Portland. Seems like he wants to be here. I think. And if the, and if the Blazers have to uh, pay him some money to do that, they should uh, they should pay him some fucking money. Um, I will say my follow up question is: How do you think Hassan Whiteside will do in his second season in Portland? Oh. Will he thrive again? <laughs> you, this is I'm mad. It's he not- was like he was he was like. Not I, I, what's the what's the version of peak white side that's like him at it like trench white side. Everything bad about him was on display in that final game. <laughs> yeah, I, the worst, the worst. Like, like, hey, we don't have any players today, Hassan. So we really need you to box out at least twice, and uh, <laughs> we just need you on the court. And it's like five thousand twelve really? minutes. I a few years ago, the Blazers sucked. It was after Aldridge left, if, if I recall. And no, they, they were pretty good it, that season, weren't they? Uh, I think they had one shitty season without Aldridge in the lineup, and then they got good again. No, pretty, well, they, they, they the barely. They had the. Yeah, but they, the, they got the eight seed. That's it was, the Robin it was Lopez not a great season, year. though. It was fun, right? Or is that the no, next year? No, the year after. no, no, no. Was it? No, they got Rob. They traded. They got Robin Lopez a year after Aldridge left. There's uh, an no, interim. No, no, he left it. Robin, Robin Lopez and Aldridge left <laughs> the same summer. 
Everybody left in 2015. Oh, right. The West Matthews uh, Aldridge. Uh, yeah, they all left at the same time. And then they got all these right. one-year guys, and then Neil gave them all giant four-year contracts yeah, yeah, after yeah, the yeah, season. Yeah. It was like Harkless, extension. Aminu, extension. Myers Leonard, extension. Aminu was signed as a free agent, but I believe Harkless was extended. Right. No, no, I mean, everybody, they got Aminu in 2015. All those guys were on one-year deals, and they just re-signed all of them in the Aminu, summer. Aminu, Aminu, got signed, Aminu got signed for four at the time. I, re- I remember I remember that one very clearly. You'll have to pardon me. I, I have a lot of very fond feelings for Alfred Aminu. Yeah, Alfred Aminu was, was, was the, great, man. wasn't he the first signing in the Mozgov summer, summer, and everybody made fun of him? Uh, and then he turned out to be, like, the only good signing, where it was like... Yeah. Because, yeah, because he, because they, like, look, Neil's made some very bad calls, but Aminu was obviously undervalued. Yeah, no, uh, no. I mean, he picked up a lot of great guys. The problem was he didn't have the faith in himself to continue to oh, pick find up guys, guys for cheap. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like, he didn't learn the lesson that look at all these great guys that were available for cheap. He was like, now that I've got these formerly unwanted guys let's <laughs> lock them up for four years yeah, yeah. um yeah. anyway but, but anyway but anyway it, but it you're, was, you're right i mean it was signed in 2015 yeah, yeah. and one of these weird fucked up interim seasons they had just the shittiest fucking defense and and jj hickson was playing all their goddamn minutes at center and it drove me fucking crazy not only because hickson is is so bad and so infuriating to watch like bad in the precise way uh that is most annoying to me personally Mm -hmm. but also because everybody okay the announcers especially who are not the announcers anymore which is good uh where it would be like there he is he's out there hustling he's getting he's getting these ah jj hickson ah and then there would be people on the internet who are just like jj hickson he's good he's good he's good the fucking same shit happened with Whiteside, except with Whiteside, there is like a trail of bodies a mile long following that fucking guy around. If you ask any Miami Heat fan about Hassan Whiteside, they'll tell you how much he sucks. And I and just the same fucking thing happened again this year. And it drove me fucking crazy again. Ugh. Well, at least Nurk's back. He's, he, was, he was great. Nurk was great. Yeah, he he was like a he was like a battery that ran out by the Lakers series. But I mean, like, of course, they played seven yeah. game sevens in a row. Yeah, there was no there was no, it was great. There was no downside to the Blazers performance in the bubble. You know what I mean? Like they lost, but like there was no reason they should have been in the play. The only reason they were in the playoffs was on the flukest of fluke bullshit that you could possibly dream up. So like what? You know what? They lost to the best team in the west like who gives a shit yeah Yeah. uh what are you gonna miss about the blazers uh i mean honestly lillard uh (laughs) just like fucking nuking everybody he played against was fucking awesome (laughs) i don't know i don't like that that shit ruled i wish i had a more sophisticated answer but it was fucking tight as hell just watching Dame just like Yeah, it was almost like watching an entire season of Steph Curry, wasn't it? 
Um, all right, Sean. Um... I'm done. <laughs> oh, what? What am I gonna miss about the Blazers? Yeah, what are you gonna miss about the Blazers? Uh, I'm gonna say Gary Trent Jr. Baby, I fell in love in the bubble. Mm, yeah, it's me and Dr- me and Draymond Green leading the <laughs> Gary Trent Jr. fan club. I just like a guy that, like, I don't even need you to make those shots. I just love a, I just love a young dude who just throws up a. Sometimes makes a three, sometimes misses a three, but whose demeanor doesn't really change either way. Like as somebody who was not is not particularly invested in the Blazers, but likes them, that is a great guy to watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like because sometimes he's awesome, but like a dude just throwing up a three that has no chance and like just not even reacting to it missing, except like, huh, that happened. Uh, it's tight. He seems he seems awesome, and his defense is surprisingly good. He's a, a stout boy. You know what I'm gonna I'll... miss? Uh, I'm gonna miss Terry Stotts' exasperated face. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> oh, 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 come on! <laughs> the only coach that really seems like he's like a next door neighbor that's mad that you won't give his uh, lawnmower back to him. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I guess who I guess who that neighbor what is who's not giving back his lawnmower? Who? Uh, George Carl. Yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. <laughs> Did somebody take our beers? Um, uh, Sean, do you have some some news for us here? No, just I I wanted to share with you guys the uh, handwritten paper that my father handed me during this podcast <laughs> like a page at the un giving oh, me the final score of the okc oh, game it was really well, good do you want to read it do you want to read yeah, it so like it just came in on the wire uh final score okc 104 houston 100 paul got two bs free throws westbrook then threw it away that's a good summary of the end yeah, of the game sounds good uh i mean Look, I do think Chris Paul arguably was fouled, but the way he hit the ground made it really look like he wasn't. If that <laughs> makes ask, sense. Ask you guys a que- ask you guys a question. Sure. Yes. Who do you dislike more, Chris Paul or Westbrook? Uh, oh, it's weird. Like I, I actually I dislike Chris Paul more. Like I find him, he's like the ultimate enemy to me. Westbrook, I just think is overrated, but I don't have any like visceral thing about him. It's more that like uh I I think Chris Paul is a lot better and so I'm more fearful of him and thus but you know and he's like more directly an ass whereas uh Joey tell me if this is correct. It kind of seems like the Warriors just didn't really think Westbrook was that good at any point when they were rivals. He's not. And so they and so that element of it is and then I just don't feel as emotionally attached to it. Like I'm more, even though, yeah, like Chris Paul, I find intriguing, but loathsome. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I, I hate that he yells at everybody. Um, I think he's a phony, but I acknowledge that he's very good. You know, I I don't think he sucks. I just find him very uh, distasteful. Whereas Westbrook, I just don't think is good, but I kind of enjoy more. I have a real watching. thing for dunking point guards, so I think I prefer Westbrook. Yeah, like like the shit he does is more satisfying to me, even though I also am just like, this is the most overrated player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. 
But I but I actually don't dislike him for being overrated. He's just See, overrated. I think I hate Chris Paul more mainly because I sort of blame him for sapping the fun out of Blake while Blake was healthy. Yes, that was an unpleasant <laughs> Clipper team. And just like for like no <laughs> reason to. And he's like and he's like the king of dominating a first round series. I mean, look, look, he is a he's a great, great player, but also I I feel like he is more evil, whereas Russell Westbrook just can't wow. contain himself on the basketball court, but is sort of like fundamentally a fun goofball that like like no one demands a trade away from Russell Westbrook. And that happens to Chris Paul all the well, time. Where people are just one, broken one, by being his teammate. One guy did. Who? Yeah, but I even but even that well, Paul George? Oh, oh, the, no, that, the most the, the least happy man in sports. Oh yeah, that's fair. Slash America. Um <laughs> all right, you got me on that one. <laughs> but I mean like 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 the objection to Russell Westbrook was A, he didn't like that Russ was a ball hog fair. Secondarily, that Russ was uh in a happy marriage. Yeah. And like didn't wanna <laughs> once again, we're back to fucking Pat Riley here, man. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's time to go, guys. Uh, I act, I act, I just want to tell everyone I actively like Chris Paul. I don't. I I like I like that. I like that he's a little groin punching asshole. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that he punches people in the balls. I would say. Yeah, <laughs> I also don't really like that. Um, Corin, what's coming up on uh, the blog this week? We got we got Johnny Alping tomorrow. Uh, right. In, uh, Donovan Mitchell and uh, uh, Jamal Murray. Nice. Uh, we got a, we got a mailbag for me. It's called the it's called the uh, please uh, help me write half. Of, please help me do half of the work I need to do to write my column. Is, uh, is the mailbag because coming up with an idea is surprisingly difficult. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have a thing on Steve Ballmer. I'm just not sure. You know, our our writer's a little in the wind about it, so I'm. Sort of waiting on him to get that draft to me. And uh, Sean, you gonna write something this week? Uh, yeah, I have a thing about um, the Indiana Pacers and the most cursed photo in NBA history. Oh, good. I love I've that. I've written a little bit about that before, but I, it, I have much deeper thoughts now. Is it the photo of Reggie Miller's navel tattoo? Oh my god! Well, I, I should. I should also discuss that, I guess. No, it it's too. the boy band Pacers. Photo. It's the, the boy <laughs> band. George yeah. Hill has yeah, yeah, blonde yeah. hair. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's, um, I yeah. Think it's, I just, what I think is incredible about that photo, that did not happen that long ago. And Roy Hibbert <laughs> is currently a player development coach. I mean, it feels, it feels like that happened 25 years ago and it was like <laughs> six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like Roy Hibbert is a coach now. It's just, no, it, it looks crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You gonna write anything this week, Joey? Come on, man. No, I gotta work, man. Um, all right. Uh, as for me, you can always uh, follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. We're on this where I tweeted something. It's an absolute classic Frankie tweet this week. <laughs> I tweeted on August thirtieth. How long do you live if you can only manage to sleep two hours per night? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, no. Sean, did you write a song? I did, and I got a I gotta shout out um, our buddy, the Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond, at Mike G. Rich on Twitter. 
Uh, this was a suggestion, and uh, it's anyway. It's it's a collaboration with Papa Roach and myself, and it's called "This Is My Last Lou Dort." Oh man, that's great! Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And, uh, and, uh, shut it down. Let's all uh, pretend we've always known what a wild kite strike is. <laughs> Thunder don't have the pieces. This is my last new dart. Keeps fouling on the three ball. Only way he scores 20 points is in ski ball. This is my last new dart. Ferguson is in deep shit. I reach for the last new door. Can't trust Darius Baisley. Can't make an outside shot. He dribbles so crazily. Do you even care if Adam Snow's crazy? Would it be wrong? Would it be right? If he had the green light, Kepler sticks hard and right. Dennis Schroeder's playing tight. Chris Paul's contemplating homicide. Cause he kick on his man, woman in flight. Why do the thunder always have this guy? Kick on his man, woman in flight. Why do the thunder always have this guy? I never realized that the bench was thin Till the trade deadline Did Presti wanna win? Take it! Rich in the playoffs and draw in Houston Steven Nattles moves like a mannequin It got ugly when Chris started punching Hates the Rockets and Daily Bubba Gump's luncheon Eric Gordon sticking up like my butt crack Shooter off the PJ's nutsack Diallo can't shoot, Roberson disappeared While they start the little ahead of the beard Diallo can't shoot Robertson disappeared. Why they stopped the Lou ahead of the beard? SGA got shafted. Lou went undrafted. He's running and he's flopping. He's flopping. He's flopping. He's flopping. He's flopping. Can't go. This way. The Thunder don't have the pieces. This is my last new dart in the bubble. Cause Arona didn't impress scouts at Arizona. Wouldn't be cool to play LeBron. Would he punch him in the dunk? I don't know, he's so strong. Breaking jumpers all day long. Billy Donovan's horrified. Cause he can't out his man. Woman in fly. Why do the Thunder always have this guy? Can't out his man. Woman in fly. Why do the Thunder always have this guy? They got no depth. Blue dots on ball. Ferguson can't explain it all. He can't go. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.